showtime. Welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guests this week are talented in their own right, but together they are a musical force to be reckoned with. From the state of North Carolina, please welcome the dynamic duo of Darren and Brooke Aldridge. Darren, Brooke, welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We are so excited to have the two of you on. And bottom line is, there is a lot going on with you both right now, and we're going to do our best to touch on each and every one of those topics before we're done. But first things first, my question for you to kick things off tonight is, what was it that brought Darren and Brooke together when you guys first became a duo? Well, of course it was a, phys a physical attraction, um, but there was also that instant connection in our music um, we had the same goals and ambitions and, uh, you know, dreams that we wanted to achieve, uh, became really good friends at first and then started dating and that led to a marriage years down the road. So I like to tell folks I prayed for her for a long time before <laughs> she came along. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I think Bill was going for the music, but there was a little something, something going on first there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's yeah. what that's what he always says he had to check me out so that's why he came to to meet me in the first place with the band that i was playing with back in my hometown so oh okay <laughs> wait a minute did you grow up in the same area no um our families did but darren's family moved away from the hometown where i grew up uh before they were born of course him and his brother um and then his family and my family were always telling you know each other about the other uh, when Darren would come visit, his family would always be like, you've got to meet Brooke, because I knew all his family really well. And then same kind of thing with, with me when I saw his family. You've got to meet Darren. You know, y'all would just hit it off and have so much in common. And turns out they were right. That's right. <laughs> Question now, once you got married or even started dating, I mean, because it's it's fun to sing with someone that you're in a relationship with, right? But once you got married, did the dynamic of the professional part of the relationship change much? Not really. Um, I knew first time I heard her sing in person that uh, that was someone I wanted to be with and of course sing with. And it's a funny story. She had two guys in the band singing with her that day and uh, they just wasn't really up to par and I wanted to throw my part in there. And so I kind of moved them out of the way and said, let me sing with her on this next song. <laughs> And uh, it just happened like that. And we've been kind of going strong ever since. But we, like Brooke said, we've had both had the same goals and ambitions and what we wanted to reach and was more serious about music than anybody else that we'd really ever been around. So that's what we strive for. Darren, I have 
have to say that that's a pretty good strategy. I, I like that approach. And, and I remember not all that long ago, we had John Berry on the show and he told a story about how when he first met Robin, how he strategically kind of cleared the competition out so that he could move in and, and do what he wanted to do. And it took a little while. Actually, it took a lot of while. But again, you know, great plans. Uh, when you execute the plans, they seem to work out. Uh, That's right. <laughs> you want something, you need to go after it. That's right. For sure. Now, what I want to ask you about next is something that I have to admit is a first for me in terms of an honor bestowed upon one of our guests. And we've had some of the most amazing musicians, actors, comedians, writers, directors, you name it. We've had so many incredible people, but no one has received an honor like the two of you recently received in your home state of North Carolina when on the floor of the House of Representatives, a proclamation was read honoring you for your success. How did that come about and what was that experience like? It was, uh, it was really great. We, we knew a lot of the folks in North Carolina here and a lot of the folks in the representative in our county. We kind of live in a town that's right in Gaston and Cleveland County. So we, we visit Shelby a lot. We visit, of course, live here in Cherryville. We do a lot of things around the Charlotte community and around Gastonia. So we, we get to know a lot of folks and we try to give back to the community by doing shows or helping with the Shriners a lot. We do benefits for them and just do a lot of things that we can. So several of the guys in the Senate and the House come to us and ask us, we'd be willing to come down and do a few songs for them in Raleigh. And uh, they was going to do that for us. So it was very, very touched and very happy they did. That's so sweet. Uh, and it's, it's a great honor. But you know, when you give out a lot, things do come back to you. And I'm sure those children really appreciate having you come and sing for them. That must be fulfilling for you as well. Yes, I became a Shriner about 10 years ago. And it's something that I've always loved and had a passion for. And I knew that we could use our talents and what we've accomplished, you know, for our fame, I guess you could say, into helping raise money for the Shriners. So we, we do that every year. And, you know, it's, it's so neat to visit the Shriners Hospital because it's, you would think it would be sad that these to experience what these kids are kind of going through. Um, but it's, it's really, it's so happy. I mean, the doctors and uh, there's always Shriners there to show you around and give you a tour. And they're just, it's just the happiest atmosphere. Um, I love every chance we get to go and, uh, you know, to even talk to some of the kids that have a dream of becoming a singer one day. So it's, it's neat to know that you've encouraged and influenced a child in some way. Well, my niece worked with an organization that helped children with cancer, and, and we had her on the show a few years ago, and, and she said, those kids uplift you. You, yeah. you think that you're good. Same thing that you said. You think you're going to be sad, and then you go in there, and, and there's something about them that there's just this joy, this inner joy. And, and even in spite of what they're going through, they're, they're still able to, to share that, and it's Wow, that's, that's really special. Yeah, it's a great feeling. There's something I just wanted to throw in as well, because in terms of uplifting, and as you were just saying that, it, it made me think of something else that I just wanted to, to share with our viewers while we have the two of you here on the show. And I would encourage our viewers to go to Darren and Brooke's Facebook page, if you haven't already, because talk about uplifting and positivity, and that's something that Rosie and I built our show on. And I want to commend the two of you for something else. Your posts 
on your page, in addition to the great music and fun stuff, you put some really terrific inspirational quotes and things on there that I just thought about as, as you were mentioning that. And it's just something where with all the negativity and things that are out there today, I think it's great to have a place where you can go, you can hear great music. And it seems like several times a week, I'm seeing very uplifting posts and photos from you guys. And I just want to thank you for being a, a proponent of positivity on Facebook. Well, thank you. Uh, we really did set out to, to do that when we started there in Brook Aldridge. Um, you know, we wanted to always keep a positive message in some way. And and in some ways, especially in bluegrass, you know, there's always a murder ballad or some kind of song like that, but we, we don't feel like that's ever fit um, really what we do. So uh, we, I'm glad that we stuck with what we started out to do. And, um, and it, a lot of people, we get emails every day about people saying, uh, thank you so much for being positive, like you're saying. So thank you guys for, oh, yeah. for you. having that same kind of value when you started your show too. And about 93% of those posts come from this one right here. <laughs> she, she does most of all that stuff on Facebook. So, Yeah, I'm that's proud. a job in and of itself. Bill does that for us. And it's a lot. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to think. Like, you have to put a lot of thought into what you're putting out there, you know? And social media can be really negative, too. So I think it's kind of refreshing for people to be able to go on, you know, to, to musicians' pages and see that they're, they're trying to, you know, promote positivity. So we always want to keep that at the forefront of what we do. Amen well, to that. How has this pandemic impacted you as a musician? Because it's got to be rough. It has. Um, we've actually grown in our social media pages, though, where people have, have been home. I think that's been an outlet for them to not have to think about the pandemic as much. Um, and we've also done our Sunday shut-in. Um, we do a, a weekly Sunday shut-in. We've slowed down a little bit since things have started picking back up after the pandemic has kind of slowed down a little bit. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's not really hurt us in that sense. It's actually helped us in social media. But yeah, it's been hard not, not having a live audience and playing to hear them clap for you or, you know, come up and tell you after the show that they, they really enjoyed what you've done. You brought me traveled for 25 years playing music or going somewhere and then all of a sudden when you have to stop that it took several months for me to get used to this being home all the time so that was one of the hardest things for me and being around family and folks because me and Brooke love to be around all of our family and friends so but we were we were able to write a lot we wrote mm -hmm. probably more than we ever have because we actually had time to sit down and and yeah. think about songs and you know, watching different shows and stuff that we got to watch while we've been home, um, you know, created a lot of ideas for us, which we've not really, I guess, took the time to time do as to much. Do. Yeah. We've probably written or co-written over 25 songs in yeah. the last year. So that's definitely making good use of the time. And, and, and I'll also say, having seen a few of the Sunday shut-in shows, you know, on, on, fa on your Facebook page, you guys sound amazing. Just like just sitting there acoustically in a room playing and singing, no fancy electronics, no auto tune, no anything. And it just sounds incredible. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. So later this year though, you're gonna be back 
out in front of people with the Oak Ridge Boys. How cool is that? Oh, we're so excited about that. I've loved the Oak since I was a little girl and, you know, singing Elvira and <laughs> <laughs> all those classics that, you know, the Oak's for. Um, but their friendship, it's been an honor to get to know them in the last couple of years and just have them kind of take us under their wings. And, you know, they they promote young artists and it's it's such a great feeling to think, you know, these are my musical heroes and they, they love what we're doing. And uh, Joe Bonzel actually just texted me the other day when we released our uh, latest single and he was just bragging on how good it sounded and our vocals and our, our musicianship, you know, and that, that just means so much as a, an artist that, you know, you've aspired to be somebody like that your whole life and hear, hear your musical heroes are, are cheering you on. You know, right. that's such a great feeling. Yeah, all four of them, such great guys and nice. We've been on a couple of the country music crews through the Opry with them, and uh, they just took us in like family, and, you know, we'd be sitting around jamming, or they had invited us to sing on stage with them, and then you got Joe pulling his cell phone out, coming over in front of us, <laughs> taping us live at the moment you know and then giving us a lot of calls are actually going to sing on a new record with us yeah coming up in a few weeks we're going in the studio to do that so uh yeah we love oaks darren just a, a couple of minutes ago you just you just mentioned the opry and you guys have played the grand old opry like multiple dozens of times over the years i mean it was like 30 times or more i i think that you guys have played there so that is the holy grail for, for country and bluegrass music. What's that experience been like? And does it ever get old? No, it, it never gets old. It's, uh, we've got to do it 32 times now. And uh, it's been a, been a blessing and a joy. And they really treat us like family. And uh, just growing up, like we said, we never dreamed we'd get to play there. We, you hope for that. And you set out for those kind of dreams and goals and getting to do that and getting asked back. and getting to do things with the Opry Band and play those and the country classic shows and being around your heroes and getting to know them. And it really is all the stories like that you've heard or see on TV of backstage being one big family. That's the way it is. And we love being a part of that. Well, you've also played with um, another guest that we had on the show, John Cowan. Mm -hmm. What was that like? For me, it was a, uh, another dream come true because I was a big New Grass fan, New Grass Revival, and uh, used to listen to CDs and learn to kind of chop man on like Sam Bush and try to sing those high vocals like John Cowan and play some of those, you know, New Grass standard tunes that you heard on the radio. So I was really loved all those songs. And when we got the call to come perform with them, I was so excited. And of course, Brooke loved his voice and loved their music, but the two of them getting to sing together and me getting to throw a harmony in there with these two powerful vocals was, was mighty strong. And, and John, has he's, um, he's such an encourager too. He's boosted my confidence as a singer, um, really both of us, but yes. um, I think I definitely feel more confident on stage after after getting to play with him. So he's he's been another huge influence in what we've, we've done and what we get to do. As a teenager, there's a close place here in Rutherford County called Green Acres that Newgrass used to come to a couple of times a year. It was a, it was a kind of a setting like Merle Fest started. The Acres was a little bit during that time. And um, seeing, I never got to see Newgrass live, but I saw John Cowan's band and John and Sam there. And you, you look up and hear them guys and they're bigger than life, you know. 
the way they could sing and stand on stage like that and then to get to perform with them is, uh, is an awesome, it's been awesome for us. Well, and you know, uh, Brooke, you, you mentioned about how John has helped with your confidence. And one thing that I just want to point out for our viewers is the fact that, see if I get this right, because I knew it was over 30 with the Opry appearances and you said 32, so I was close. But <laughs> Brooke, I believe it's four consecutive years you've been female vocalist of the year with the IBMA. I mean, that is one heck of a streak. Hopefully that gives you some confidence as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, like I'm saying, like, I don't, I never expected to win it once, much less four times. Um, it's just, it's truly been an honor because all those women in that cat, in that category each year, I so admire and look up to. And um, it's just, it's been a really neat experience to, uh, to get to, you know, be honored for doing something that you love so much and have dreamed about doing since you were a kid. I think you're a little modest. <laughs> uh, that's just me both of you <laughs> thank you <laughs> well we're, we want to have a little fun with you guys because okay you're the first kind of like married duo well I mean we had John and Robin but you know we'll just say that you're the first married duo and, and <laughs> <laughs> shh, don't tell John and Robin okay uh, so <laughs> So we're just going to kind of play a little game, like see how well you know each other, kind of like the newlywed game, but a little bit less intrusive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a little bit more G-rated. Um, so, <laughs> so my first question is, um, if you were to write, and this will first go, I'm going to put this one to Brooke first. Okay. And then, um, Darren, you can, you can follow up it'll be interesting to see if there's a difference and then I'll let Bill take over. Um, if you were to write a song title based on your marriage or your relationship, either professionally or personally, what would that title be and how might that song go? Goodness. Um, let's see. It would probably have something to do about being all wrapped up in you um, because there's not a day that we're not together. Um, we're constantly, you know, even in our music, I mean, of course we travel together all the time and people say, how do y'all not got, get on each other's nerves or fight all the time, you know, but we wouldn't have it any other way. So, um, I think a good song title would be all wrapped up in you because like I said, we're never separated from each other. Really. That just kind of choked me up. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Like, I didn't expect that. You came up with that so fast. What, Darren? <laughs> Was that in a bad way or a good no? Way? A good way, like yeah. that was the sweetest thing. Thank you. I truly do mean that. <laughs> a great title probably coming to me would be "My Only Love," you know, something like that would be a great, great song or you know, something like Brooke said. It's hard to hard to beat there with all wrapped up in you. You know, the little things that we get to do together every day. You know, if it's just making coffee or getting up or getting to walk the dog with us it's a uh, never gets old well maybe on the next album you know we'll look for them <laughs> That's, that was the title too it never gets old never i, like I was just going to say the same thing that just jumped out at me never gets old yeah definitely that that'll have a hook i can see that one so <laughs> all right Thank now you. i've got yeah, right <laughs> yeah I've, I've got a musical related question as well. And Brooke, this one is for you. Okay. 
does Darren have a favorite guitar chord to play? And if so, what might that chord be? Oh, wow. Um, well, I've got to say the G run because <laughs> that's just uh, that's just the chord you hit when you play bluegrass, but um, probably that one. But Darren is very, he he's very creative. So I rarely hear him play anything the same way twice. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely say the G run is probably his one of his favorites. But okay, yeah. one more musical question here. Darren, this is for you. What is Brooks' favorite venue to play? I would say the Opry or the Ryman would be the, <laughs> the favorite one. Completely. <laughs> okay. All right, so Brooke, here's one for you. And this is a story that I heard and I need to find out if this is true. Brooke, is it true that Darren was once mistaken by someone as Vince Gill's son? <laughs> yes, it is true. Um, and I think if we saw that lady today, she would still question, it was he Vince Gill's son. Um, he, she even asked Darren, um, stand aside stage, you know, she asked him if, if he was, uh, Vince's son and Darren tried to explain that he was not several times um, and then we saw her across the stage asking Vince like pointing to Darren is that your son so I don't think she believed us or Vince so. yeah. <laughs> that wow that, that's funny yeah okay, I, I have one for Darren uh, Darren what is Brooke's favorite rom-com romantic comedy oh she loves uh, Pretty Woman she likes that movie that was um, just on today <laughs> really she loves the tom hanks movie you've got mail okay you know, comedy um those two would probably be up there in the top yeah, way high. oh yeah definitely so brooke what is his favorite genre of movies his favorite genre is um like the avengers and like star that, wars yeah. all that kind of stuff he is big into that i think we've we've watched them and they never get old he learns something new every time we watch it so yeah. yeah, definitely those kinds of movies. I'm curious, I'm, and then I'm going to let Bill get a word in edgewise here. Darren, <laughs> <laughs> because I love those superhero movies too, and I love romantic comedies, but uh, what what's your favorite superhero movie? Oh, that's hard, hard to say. <laughs> I don't know, I really liked uh, all the Marvel movies and how they all tie together. Okay. You know, I guess don't realize that, but the last Avengers Endgame was was pretty hard to top because it it brought them all together, you know, okay. closure to the season, and and some of the actors, you know, for their characters. So right, right. Okay. And I appreciate you not saying any more about that because because Darren, I haven't seen that one yet. So <laughs> so thanks for the. I, I know it's it's hard to believe, but um, one of these days I'm going to sit down and actually watch that one because the one before it, Infinity War, left you kind of hanging a little bit. Yeah. You need to watch the last one, man. Okay. It was on, I don't know what channel on normal TV last night, maybe TNT or something like that. But Disney Plus, you don't have that. It's got them all on there. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about one more topic. And that topic is your new single that was released a few weeks ago, Blue Baby Now. So tell us the story behind the song and where can our viewers find it? Well, this was a song um, that I was doing uh, before Darren and I met with the band that I was playing with and um, it, it was a song that I heard by the Whites. They did it back in the 80s and it was kind of a slower version, uh, of course more country sound and, 
and I always thought that that song would sound so good with a banjo intro and just kind of grassed up a little bit. Um, so when Darren and I met, I introduced him to the song. He, he knew the song by the whites, but he hadn't heard it the way that I did it. And uh, he really loved it that way. So it was really funny because before we went into the studio to track um, some of our first uh, songs for this next album, uh, we hadn't really thought about that song. We hadn't done it in such a long time. And it was like the day we were driving to Nashville and Darren said, you know, I was thinking Blue Baby. And I said, I was just going to say that. I said, we, we've kind of put that song uh, on this, you know, back burner and hadn't thought about it in a while. So we chose to do it. And uh, it, it released last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's now out for everybody to hear. You can get it on all digital media platforms. Um, you can also go to Billy Blue Records and find it there on their Facebook page. Um, or you can go to DarrenBrookAldridge.com and somehow get to those digital media, media platforms yeah, as well. Anything so. you listen to, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora. Find all our music there. Yep. <laughs> so my last question is, what, what's the, um, the pot of gold for you two? Is there anything that you haven't accomplished yet that you wish to accomplish? Yeah, um, I would love to play the Red Rocks Amphitheater at some point in our career um, and also go to Telluride, which is in Colorado. That would be two great venues yeah. that I would love to get to play. Um, and I know you have a Same for me. I love both of those. And maybe even, you know, at some point win a Grammy. That would be a big step in our career. If yeah, we or get nominated in the genre. Yeah. You know, for that, I think would be a great honor. On a similar note, in, in terms of um, uh, music, again, not necessarily venues, but are there any artists that you would like to play with that you haven't played with or share the stage with when, as things open back up? I think both of us would love to, to meet with Dolly and sing with her sometime. That would be a, one of the highest for us. You know, we've got to play and sing with so many of the ones that we've looked up to, uh, but Dolly, we haven't haven't never been around her before, so I think that'd be special. She is country royalty. Uh, she is. Everyone wants to play with, you know, perform with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if you're not a musician, I mean, everybody can relate to Dolly in some way. Like, you you feel like she's your long-lost aunt, you know, that you never <laughs> really knew. Um, that's how I've always felt when I, when I see her on TV or in movies. I feel like, I feel like I'm, there's some connection there that I've just never... Um, gotten to tell her about but someday I hope to, to get that chance she seems very down to earth she does, yeah yes. definitely well it has been so much fun you guys are so down to earth and so sweet and so talented what a great mix that is for success and we wish you the best with the new single and your writing and your albums you know forthcoming and and your dreams of the Grammy and all the places that you want to play. And to close the show, we're hoping that you will do a song for us. We'll be glad to. All right. Thank you so much for having us. We've loved every minute we've been with you guys. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. Time flies when you're having fun and you're hanging out with positive people. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Darren and Brooke Aldridge.
walking down the street, smiling at the woman by your side. Then suddenly I felt my heart skip a beat when I realized she was a friend of mine. And I'm a blue baby now. Such a Thank you.